Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us on the Super Talk Network this afternoon or online, wherever you're tuned in. Happy to have you on board. Opening segment of the show, sponsored as it is every day by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss. Great place to cater your Christmas function for your business, for your church, for your family. But time's running out, so you need to reach out now to Dickies, and uh, we guarantee you that you'll be happy with the holiday catering that Dickies could do. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Kelly and Luke, glad you're with us. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation scheduled to join us later in the show. First, though, we're going to get back to bowl coverage and uh, an old friend of the radio show, but somebody that we thought that perhaps we would be talking to less because of conference changes. But lo and behold, Rice is back, and our friend J.P. Heath is back on the Eagle Hour. And, J.P., you summed it up to me before we went on the air. Share that with our listeners, please. Oh, my gosh. I've already forgotten. No. Um, <laughs> we the, the, the plans of man, there's probably something biblical in here, but the plans of man cannot separate the bonds that our two institutions have had over the years, right? Like it's, it, we, we could show up at, a, like I think you said, a, a tournament in Japan or uh, a College World Series, a Super Regional. It's, it's NIT. It's, it's going to happen. You, you can't keep uh, our love apart. There you go. No question. And here we are again, uh, back in the, uh, in the bowl game in Mobile, Alabama, Rice and Southern Miss like old times. JP, are you uh, – what was your reaction when you heard that the opponent of the Owls would be the Golden Eagles? I was really excited. Uh, you hear so many different possibilities, and uh, a week, week and a half out, you see, okay, if it's, if it's this school, it, it could be this bowl, and, and we were rumored to go up to Detroit, um, and, and pardon me, I don't know all the sponsorships, but Myrtle Beach, and uh, even going out to the New Mexico Bowl, but... My, my number one was playing selfishly. I wanted to play it on the Saturday because I don't like missing basketball games or too many of them. So I've got to miss a basketball game, but having it be against Southern Miss, that was uh, really exciting because just played you guys uh, for umpteen many years in a row. And it feels like another conference game. JP, I mean this. This is Kelly Sander, and I mean this with all due respect. Hey, hey. In, in, in years past, when, when Southern Miss has maybe had. Yeah, an iffy season, you know, people would say, ah, you know, I'm not going to a bowl game. I mean, we only won six games. You know, why should I go? 
and again, with all due respect, have you found any resistance from Rice fans saying, man, we only won five games. What are we doing going to a bowl game? I, I mean, like human nature, I'm sure they're out there. Like, crazy world we live in, you, you can't uh, put any of that and just say, oh, no, no one, uh, no one's uh, dis- displeased about it or everyone's happy. We know that's just not the case with human nature. Right. I, I haven't heard anybody say that to me. And every reaction I've gotten has been really positive. And, and maybe I'm too much in my bubble or too much on the inside. But when you think about what this Rice football program was five and six and seven years ago and getting to know the guys that have gone through this, the blood, the sweat, and the tears, if you will, uh, it, it's very rewarding to them. So when I look at it from the human aspect, I, I cannot see how someone could say – uh, just kind of brush it aside. It, it's Rice, and Rice is trying to get back to what they were about 10 years ago. But uh, knowing the people involved and how hard they have worked, that's why I don't, myself, I don't discount. I don't control other people's feelings, right. but I, I'm so happy for those guys. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that for sure. But when you look at your Rice Owl team, it really is kind of a tale of two cities, a really good start to this year, and then you know some stumbles toward the second half of the year. Is that a reasonable way to, to very simplistically sum it up? Hey, I'm a simple guy. Uh, it may be simplistic, but it's accurate. And really, micro-focusing down even more, it's the last three games of the year. Um, and and it, it kind of started going off the rails against Charlotte. Charlotte had just fired its head coach, and then Charlotte came in and almost named it score. They were the last-place team in the conference, and Rice got blown out. But then Rice rebounded and beat UTEP in a primetime game but then got blown out against Western Kentucky UTSA and and had a lot of chances to win the North Texas season finale. And a lot of that's because of injuries. Hey, we know nobody feels sorry for you. They've they've started three different quarterbacks. Um, But it, 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 it's, yes, it's a season. The last three games, they've really struggled, but they were oh so close to clinching a bowl. If they'd have beaten that that Charlotte team, then the UTEP win would have, would have clinched the bowl. But, um, that's how it, that's how the cookie crumbled, and um, I can't wait for them to try to get that sixth win coming up here Saturday. Luke, yeah, JP. I mean, there's a lot riding on this game. Bloomgren, this is the most he's he's won in a season in year five. He has an opportunity to win six. Southern Miss, on the other hand, Will Hall with an opportunity to get a winning season in in year six. I mean, in year two with with the, the seventh win. It just seems as if this bowl game uh, means a lot to both programs as a step forward. Oh, no doubt, 100%, because, um, I mean, not knowing everything about you guys yet and, and never would I ever dream of thinking I know everything about them, but just looking at the parallels between the ebbs and flows of the season, I think uh, you guys have a couple better wins than Rice does on the schedule, you guys being Southern Miss. Um, but, yeah, it, it means a lot. Um, Joe Carlgaard's come out, and he publicly said Mike Bloomgren will be back uh, coming up next year, um, and that was a uh, a big vote of confidence. And I think he should have come back, and I'm glad he did because I like him personally. But um, getting that momentum and not just resting on, hey, we got five wins. Coach has been very candid in saying the progress has been slower than he wanted to be, but the culture is really setting in. And a win on Saturday would kind of further that. And with a lot of the young guys that'll be playing, I think that would be a, a big boost. 
uh, not only getting the extra practices and uh, kind of combining it together with uh, recruiting during this time of year, which Rice hasn't been used to in the last eight years, um, that'll, that'll be a big momentum going into to next season and a, and a new conference for us. Talking to J.P. Heath, the voice of the Rice Owls, of course, Southern Miss takes on them in the uh, Lending Tree Bowl on, on Saturday. Just looking at you know the matchups here, um, the, the Owls quarterback you know, T.J. McMahon, he's he's uh, he's thrown fourteen picks. Of course, Austin Armstrong's uh, squad tied for fourth in the country with sixteen. I think that could be a, a difference maker either way. But help me understand this Rice team. I mean, you know they're they're giving up around the same amount of yards, three seventy as the Golden Eagles defense, but ten more points per game. They give up a lot of points, not necessarily giving up tons of yards, but they're giving up a lot more points. Help me understand that. Oh man, how much longer do you have? No, uh, and coach, coach has gone on the record. It's been confirmed that AJ Paget, true freshman, will start the bowl game. So I'm not speaking out of turn. McMahon, uh, kind of, he went down in the Western Kentucky blowout loss, and he hasn't been back since. So, but yeah, that that was an issue with the uh, turnover bug. Um, the Owls, uh, the opening picture of this going to. Uh, historic USC opening up the season. That's a whole story in and of itself. But in that game, the Owls threw three pick sixes. And that was kind of a theme of the season. Well, McMahon, when he was out there, uh, I kind of referenced this in an answer earlier, uh, he gave the Owls a, a punch and an umph that quarterback that they haven't had in a long time. But the other, the yin to that yang was he turned it over way too much uh, for coaches liking. But he also gave them a lot of that big play ability. Uh, what Padgett does is, even though we've only seen him for one and a half games, he's a little more conservative, but he's still got some of that gunslinger uh, mentality, and he likes to run it a little more than McMahon did. So, yeah, they, they turned it over way too much, leading the nation in turnovers. You can't hide behind that fact. Uh, so I think if they, they don't turn the ball over, hey, genius me, they have a chance to win the game. All right, JP, you know, we always enjoy having you uh, on the Eagle Hour, kind of unexpected, but uh, the way things uh, generally turn out, I guess probably we'll be talking to you at the end of baseball about the regional matchup between the two teams. Let's shoot for Omaha. That would make everybody happy. (laughs) That would be really good. Maybe we could just have lunch together in Omaha and do the Eagle Hour that way. That that would make Uh, everybody happy, I think. Get a nice steak. I like the sound of that. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Same to you, JP, as always. JP Heath, play-by-play voice of the Rice Isles. Been on this show uh, many times. Who would have thought, Kelly? And if Rice were to stay in Conference USA and FAU was still in Conference USA and then they added Kennesaw State like they're talking about it, you would have three teams called the Owls in one conference, which I'm not sure that's ever – who? That's right. Kennesaw State, FAU, and Rice. All three of the Owls. More useless information. Who? From the brain of Kelly Santer. <laughs> He's hitting us next. We'll be back.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank J.P. Heath, Rice University, for joining us in the first segment. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. That's a great place to do your Christmas shopping, of course. And I think tomorrow, I believe, Miss Kathleen is scheduled to make another appearance on the uh, Super Talk Eagle Hour. I'm looking across the studio here at Kelly and thinking of myself. This is what two people look like when they've had a buffet at Movie Star Restaurant for lunch. Well, Am I right, Kelly? I just want to, Bob, that's kind of disturbing. You said you just, this is exactly what you said. You looked across the studio, saw Kelly Sander, and thought of yourself. I don't know. Well, there's, yeah. there's a bunch of different ways. Let me rephrase that. that. Let me rephrase that. I thought of myself kind of sleepy like Kelly looks. Uh, I got you. Yeah, I, I need to avoid especially the movie star buffet because, mm-hmm. man, I just. I think it was the fifth plate that probably tipped it over, Kelly. You think? That was at the point the owner was kind of looking at us like, okay. Okay, enough. <laughs> well, it keeps it kept the dishwasher employed. Yes, here, here's a word to the wise, Heath. Never go to a buffet with Kelly Sander if you're in a hurry to I get did, back to the office. My feelings are hurt because you're talking about a buffet to a fat guy over the phone. That just <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now that that's... That's a sin against God and man. Right there. At, at least, at least, uh, don't go in after me to a buffet because no. the pickings will be slim after that. But boy, at the movie oh. store, it's hard not to keep going back. It, it really is, you know. And I figure, I, how often do I get a chance, you know, to eat outstanding food mm. as much as I want? You know, well, with me again, no time soon, especially when Bob's paying for it. I was just going to say that. that that uh, Yeah, they did charge charge me extra, by the way. I do want you to know that. (laughs) Well, that's part of my Christmas present. Thank you. Four fifty for your tab. I I don't know. I think it was plate five that sort of uh, tipped them off. I'm glad it didn't do it per pound or we'd you'd still be paying. Yeah, I'd be over there cleaning dishes right now. (laughs) Probably. I don't think I have that much cash on me. All right, Heath and Big Old Nation, uh, we'll we'll break up the conversation about lunch buffets, and and go to Heath and uh, Heath. You got any? Uh, you got any? Well, let me just back up and say, bowl games, basketball doing really well. I'll let you pick the topic of conversation. I mean, who's going basketball? They're on the road tonight facing Lamar. Nine uh, one season. Hey, look. This team is playing really well. Uh, you know what's great about the game, Lamar, is they bounce back. And that's what you wanted to see from a team that went on the road, that played a tough game at Northwestern State. And look, Northwestern State's not a bad team. They made the shot at the last second. That kid was incredible that game. His forearm was probably hurt from all the pushing off. But, hey, it was a great <laughs> shot. And then you watch the team bounce back, and the way they bounced back against Lamar, it was over with. There was about five minutes left in the first half. Let's be honest, that game was over with after about five minutes. And uh, defense and the ability to shoot. And, and look, passing the basketball, they made some really good passes. They got some open dunks. And now they're going on the road to play Lamar again. Never easy to beat a team twice. So uh, another obstacle on the road for uh, Coach Ladner and, and the team. Yeah, and, and Heath, this would be the 10th win. Then they then they come back home. The Eagles do to take on McNeese State, who was beaten by Iowa State uh, up in Ames this past weekend. So if you can knock off the Cowboys, that's eleven wins. You'd be eleven and one going out to Las Vegas to play UNLV on the twenty second of December, and that would be that's the same same day as the bowl game. By the way, is that right? No, no, the bowl game is the seventeenth. Uh, December twenty second would be the last non-conference game for the Eagles in basketball out at UNLV. But it's it's 
it's certainly imaginable that the Eagles could be, gosh, 12-2 and two or 11-2 and two before they go into conference play. But with all that being said, I think the biggest question now that we need to answer that we might not have the answer for is how are the Eagles going to stack up with other teams in the Sun Belt since this is the first year? Your thoughts? I think that's the big question mark going forward. Look, uh, I think we've seen the Sun Belt's pretty good basketball league this year. They've had some big wins. So not only Southern Miss had some big wins, but Louisiana Lafayette, some other schools. I'm still calling them Louisiana Lafayette. I don't care what people say. Um, look, it's going to be – the Sun Belt's going to be a lot better than people thought it was going to be before the year. So how they stack up, we're going to have to wait and see. But I don't know – you know, you go play a UNLV um, – I don't know if the team in some bets is going to be better than the UNLV. Uh, you beat Vanderbilt. So the, I guess what we've seen so far, you have to be excited. But you're right. You just don't know until conference play starts. Luke Johnson. Team, Luke, it's going to be fun. Luke Johnson, one of the things that has me confident about this Eagle team is that they haven't just been winning games. The games they've been winning, they've been winning convincingly. I mean, most of them you know, by double digits. Uh, so I would think that that would bode well for them, obviously, as to how they're going to stack up in, in the Sun Belt. Yeah, it's going to be one of those nights when Hase or Crowley aren't hitting their shots that, that somebody else is going to have to stand up. Saw that against Montana with, with Ivory having a career night at, at Southern Miss. So, you know, Heath, I, I guess uh, we, we talked yesterday about some guard play and, and uh, how good they've been there. Who, who so, so say a night. When when Hase and and Crowley are just cold, um, who's got to step up on those nights? Man, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have guys. Uh, whoosh, did I say Harrison? He gets healthy. Uh, you know, whenever he gets back, you look at some guys that are injured right now. It's you just there's so many different. There's so many different players on that team that can make a difference right now. It's hard to say just one, but um, you look at some. I think getting the guys back from injury is going to be huge. Uh, Najee Harris and um, those guys are going to have to be the ones that step up because you know we know we're getting Marcelo. I think he's going to have to step up and play better. So there's. Those guys there, the guards, I think they're going to have to step up and play a little better if somebody doesn't have as good of a night as they've had in the past. Yeah, we uh, we talked to Coach Williams yesterday. He kind of hinted that that Alvarez may not be back in, until conference play, so got to make it really uh, to late je- late December, early January before you can get him back. We're visiting with uh, Heath Hinton as we do every week from Big Gold Nation. All right, let's uh, let's go to the bowl game. Talk to JP Heath last uh, last segment. There will be a change at quarterback. Mac Mahon is not playing. He was the guy that threw uh, a lot of interceptions. They're going to start a true freshman. What are you, what are your keys uh, for for me, Heath? When we played in bowl games and the bowl games I've watched over the years, it's not so much about the opponent. It's about you doing what you need to do. And that sounds kind of weird in a football game, but but I do think in some ways, looking at this bowl game, this is more about what Will Hall and his team need to accomplish rather than being concerned about what Rice does necessarily. I kind of agree with you on that. I think just do what you do to be successful, run the football, uh, get in third and shorts, uh, use a super back. Just do things that you do well and play tough defense and make their freshman quarterback uh, throw the ball uh, in third and long situations. You know, for me, Southern Miss, it's been so long since they've been in the bowl. How are they going to handle all of the bowl, uh, not hoopla, but 
when you go to a bowl, when you go do the different things, like you know what I'm talking about, maybe the the uh, the trivia, you know, going to see a battleship or, or going to a historical site, how are you going to deal with seeing people out of town telling you how great you are? That's what, if you're Coach Hall, that's, I think that's what you're kind of keying on. You want to keep the team at an even keel. You don't want to make it, you want them to enjoy it, but you don't want them to over-enjoy it, if you get what I'm saying. You want them to keep that edge about them. And I think that's the one thing that Southern Miss has to do with this ball game. Just enjoy it, but make sure you know you're there to win the game and you know you're there to take care of business. And I think that's the biggest thing that they have to worry about. Man, don't you don't you think the defensive line of Southern Miss, you guys, has got to be drooling and licking their chops knowing they're going after a true freshman? Absolutely they are. Absolutely. Still got to play good fundamental defense, though, and you still got to come off the ball. And, yeah, they're drooling right now. When you got a freshman quarterback back there that might hold on the ball a little too long, those guys may be uh, getting a little excited. But then again, you don't want to have a thing where you go out there and you're so excited to get a freshman quarterback you over-pursue, and they hit you with some uh, screens or different things, go against the grain that may, uh, may have score a touchdown and make a long run for a first down. So you still have to play within yourself. This team just has to play within itself and go out there and they can win this game. Man, you don't get over hyped. Just play Southern Miss football. I, I think that our defensive line, talk about an all-you-can-eat buffet, Bob Getty. I mm-hmm. think they're going to get after this freshman. Mm-hmm. He's going to regret the day that he ever went to Mobile. Yeah, sort of like that catfish was regretting you had showed up there today, right? <laughs> yeah, if it could get up and walk out of that tray, it would have. <laughs> they could have swam. Have <laughs> yeah. been. Tails would have been going right. They right. knew what the end was. All right, we're was. talking to Heath Hitt, Big Gold Nation. We're going to hold you over, Heath. I got about 30 seconds before the break. Just in case somebody might be looking for a Christmas present, you have any ideas what they might buy from you? Absolutely. Come join us at Big Gold Nation at southernmiss.rivals.com. Just uh, click uh, become a member, sign up for a year. It's a lot less than signing up for uh, monthly. And uh, it's eight ninety nine per month for the year or twelve ninety nine for each month at a time. So sign up for the year. It's much, uh, it's much better on the pocketbook. Come join us and uh, got recruiting updates, transfer portal, things that are happening, exciting things. Southern Miss right now. All right, we're talking to Heath Hinton. We're going to bring him back, get some scuttlebutt if there may be some around campus about transfers, portals, that sort of stuff. Also, just saw a really, really classy post by Lane Kempen about the, the passing of uh, football coach Mike Leach. I want to share that with our listeners and uh, get the Heath's thought on Coach Leach as we're all thinking about he and his family today. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right. This segment of the Eagle Hour is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place for you to enjoy lunch five days a week. Just $9.95. Great place to enjoy the bowl game. They'll have it uh, at 445 this Saturday afternoon. I'm sure there'll be a lot of specials surrounding it. Good cold beer. Good poor boy sandwiches. Uh, I 
pretty good way to watch the bowl game. It'll be at the 4th Street Bar and Grill right there in the shadow of the rock. Don't forget, you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Also want to remind everybody about our annual toy and food drive. It uh, ends this Friday when we broadcast from Midtown Corner Market. We're raising toys and uh, non-perishable food items for Homes for Hope for Children. Uh, we're hoping to have a big turnout. We'll be down there uh, Friday afternoon. Melissa Socher from Keith Co. will be joining us, as uh, well as the wife of uh, Circuit Judge Tony Mazingo, who is taking over Homes of Hope. Still got time to uh, go to any corner market here in Hattiesburg or the Citizens Bank on Highway 98, drop off some canned food or a toy. Uh, we've got 16 kids that we're trying to make sure we provide, uh, fill their Christmas list for them and to make sure that they all have adequate, good holiday food to enjoy the holidays like all of us will. So please help us with our annual food and toy drive for Homes of Hope for Kids. Of course, Mississippi State football coach uh, Mike Leach passed away last night after uh, suffering uh, a cardiac issue uh, earlier in the week. And, uh, you know, I I saw, well, it slipped away from me here, but I'll paraphrase it. I just saw a post, uh, Kelly, that Lane Kiffin put up, and he said that, I'm happy I was part of his last win. I hugged him and watched him walk off the field a winner like he is. And uh, he just had really warm and kind things to say uh, about Mike Leach. It, 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 we knew this was happening, but uh, still kind of shocking, isn't it? All right, he's only 61 years old. And, you know, that's in this day and age, you know, you think that that really is is young. But it also serves as a spiritual note that tomorrow's not promised today is not promised and um we should remember that you know in in preparing for you know what is what is beyond the thing that has stood out to me about all this is you know everybody in the country it seems makes fun of mississippi because we're uneducated we're poor you know all these sorts of things but when our backs are up against the wall and i don't care what your you know who your favorite team is whether it's jackson state alcorn southern miss state or whatever Everybody has been, everybody today are, you know, um, in the bulldog huddle, so to speak, right. to, to help the, the, the athletic community at Mississippi State get through this, which was certainly unexpected, and, and praying for the Leach family to, to get through this and, and respecting their privacy, which I, I think is really cool. Mississippi people, they're just right. the best. They are. I, I, they right. just really think they are. Here's that exact phrase. I'm grateful to have been part of his final win hug him, and watch him walk off the field the winner that he is. And I think that was I think that was pretty classy from Lincoln. Yeah, and, and there was a social media post earlier today, which I thought was pretty cool, that said, you don't think this is a God thing, that the bowl game that Mississippi State is going to is at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, which is the only stadium that has a pirate ship right. Right. in the end zone that actually fires the cannons. So right. maybe they'll do some type of cannon salute to Mississippi State's pirate, Mike Leach. Heath, your thought about Mike Leach, one of the most innovative and successful college coaches, really, anywhere in the country, and certainly, if not the biggest personality, one of the biggest personalities in the game. Yeah, I think, you know, more than anything with Coach Leach, he's just a national treasure of college football. Um, If you think about the man, I used to just like going and listen to his uh, press conference or Q&As when he'd get asked about marriage advice or just anything, just to listen to him. It was 
it was pure comic gold. I, there was I heard a story earlier today talking about Leach about uh, he had um, uh, Nick Saban at the fifty yard line when Emma State were playing. Fifteen minutes before the game, he had Nick Saban just sitting at the midfield. They were talking, laughing, and that never happens, uh, you know, with Saban. So just those things, and, and I tell you what, his his imprint on college football, the spread, what he helped bring with how Mummy um, at, at Kentucky and the way it spread, and, and now that most teams, even Southern Miss, are running a version of the spread with every principal, his. But his handprint, his footprint on the game will be felt for years and years and years to come. Uh, college football owes a lot to Mike Leach, and uh, one of the jewels of college football has gone, and it's a sad day. There's no question. All right, Heath, uh, as always, lots of rumors, and I, I wouldn't want to get into rumors. We want to be really careful about what we say here. But uh, if you get any, uh, you know, any news about uh, portal transfers that may or may not uh, be looking in this direction, vice versa, anything like that. Because every year it's like, you know, it's now, now it's like the wild, wild west. And you got a lot of players, and I'm not saying there are any on Southern Miss's team, but you got a lot of players with their hands out. You know, what do I get if I come here? What do I get if I come here? What What's the latest you hear on the portal? I'm hearing that the coaches are really involved in it. They're out there uh, bringing guys in for uh, visits. I think you'll see a lot more action happen in the portal. Uh, look, it's the way college football is nowadays. You're going to have a turnover every year in certain positions. You may have bigger turnovers than others. Um, Southern Miss already got a, a quarterback, Holman Edwards, a young man out of Houston. He's transferring in. They also uh, got a – just to let everybody kind of get them up to date on what's going on. They also got a linebacker, Jalen uh, Sims from Memphis, and M.J. Daniels, George County, who signed with Ole Miss out of high school, uh, a cornerback, 6'3", uh, great pickup for the defense, especially in the secondary where they're going to need help with uh, guys graduating. But Southern Miss making moves. Uh, you know, Coach Hall and them always, done a, always do a great job of, when you look at the transfer portal with Coach Hall, look in the area, look in the Hattiesburg, Mississippi area, because that's where most of his transfers are going to come from. There's the guys in the portal now, and if they're from Mississippi, Coach Hall's probably after them. I'll say that. Luke? Heath, yeah, when you look at this uh, 2023 commitment list, and one thing that, that I wanted to remind Southern Miss fans is that the we, we struggled in the passing game, no doubt, and, and we had a great receiver in Brownlee. But you'll see what his ultimate offensive goals are by looking at the number of wide receivers that he has signed. I mean, you think about all the young talent that we have, uh, the freshmen and sophomores, but they've got four more committed. One's uh, a local kid here in Laurel, Matthew Nixon, who is at West Jones. Two kids that you should be really be excited about, Javion Butler and Xavius Reed, 6'5 and 6'4. One's from Georgia, Butler's from Forest. Gets another commitment from Tyquan Henderson, who played at Colin. And, 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 of course, people are been saying, well, what about uh, offensive linemen? Got four of those committed. Got two more quarterbacks, including Ethan Crawford from Tuscaloosa, uh, who had tons of offers, uh, uh, several linebackers as well. I mean, I, but to go back to the wide receiver position, I think people need to see that and understand that there will be a substantial passing component, an effective substantial passing component, and when Will Hall is able to run his complete offense. You're absolutely right. No, so look, they're going to try to go out and get some offensive linemen in the portal too. When you see JUCO guys and 
you're looking at Coach Hall going after a quarterback in the portal and offensive linemen and JUCO guys that are wide receivers, you're looking at immediate impact. Not as much the high school guys, but the JUCO and portal guys are immediate impact. I think you're going to see a push to get some offensive linemen out of the portal. I think right now with, what, 16 commitments for Southern Miss, I think you may see one or two more commitments, and the rest are going to be portal. I think he's going to go with that 60-40 high school to portal uh, differential there. So I think you may see one or two more kids at high school uh, commit, and then the rest are going to be portal guys that they can plug and play and fill immediately. And you look at what they did last year on the defensive side of the ball. They got a lot of good players to plug and play immediately. And, look, if it wasn't for Dalen Gill this year, Southern Miss linebackers would have been in a lot of trouble. So they did a good job. I expect them to do the same again. And I think one of the one of the things that I'm seeing about this whole thing, when you talk about the other two schools, the, the, the majors in Mississippi that are in the SEC, to win in that league, you, your footprint recruiting-wise has got to be nationwide. You've got to go coast to coast. You notice how a lot of the kids that signed at State and Ole Miss, not a lot of them, but some of them that are coming to Southern Miss or have transferred to Southern Miss in the transfer portal – are local Mississippi guys. I think they're getting the message that in order for those two schools to be able to compete in that league, they've got to go get guys from all over the country, not just Mississippi. And the Mississippi guys want to play. And I think Southern Miss is wise, and that's what they're doing, is they're jumping on these kids saying, hey, if you want a Mississippi team that you can play for and have your folks see you play, Southern Miss is the place to be, not the other two places. Does that make sense? And you get those guys with a chip on their shoulder, too. Yeah, that helps. With a chip on their shoulder. And that, that doesn't hurt either. Uh, get a guy with some attitude coming in, it feels like maybe he was overlooked a little bit because he went to the SEC school in the state and was there. Get them coming to Hattiesburg. They have a little chip on their shoulder. They play a little harder. So I think Coach Allen is doing a great job. As I said earlier, keeping that footprint in the state of transfer portal guys, there's a lot of good players in this state they can use to fill the portal and be very, very, very successful. He doesn't have to reach out and go over to Alabama and Tennessee to look for portal guys. He can stay right here at his own house in Hattiesburg, Mississippi and find plenty of players to fill that portal that are good players that he can win with immediately here. Alright, Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Old Nation. Thanks, Heath. We'll uh, have you back on the show next week. We'll wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Thanks to Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation and J.P. Heath, voice of the Rice Owls, joining us earlier in the show. If you missed those interviews, you can go back and listen on demand at supertalk.fm today or on all our podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Tunable, Tunable, <laughs> Tune in and Audible. I combined the last two. Yeah, there. that works. Yeah, it works. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Southern Miss uh, men's basketball headed to Beaumont tonight or are in Beaumont, uh, but going to play in Beaumont tonight against Lamar. That game starts at 7. You can stream it on ESPN+. And, of course, John Cox will carry it on the Southern Miss Learfield Sports Network. Um, 
couple of notes here uh, to going back to, to football. So the last depth chart of the season been released. Uh, just a couple updates. Let's see. All the skill positions are the same. Trey Lowe listed as the starting quarterback. Offensive line across the front, left tackle, Bryson Mays. Left guard, Jerkon Scott. Center, Bryce Ramsey. Right guard, John Bolding. Right tackle, Takeem Doss. Of course, uh, Gore at running back, Chandler Pittman at super back. And then on defense, really nothing changed. Uh, got a lot of experience up front. And on the back end, all the same. So really uh, only the uh, change a few places on the, the offensive line. Um Good, good talking to to JP. I, I do think Kelly. Going back to your point, I did not know that. I should have done my homework a little better. I was looking at the interceptions that McMahon had thrown and was like, "Man, we're you know we're we're about to get this guy." Because I mean, they're they're averaging more than one interception a game. Um, but now you throw it in there that you got a freshman quarterback, and I think back to your point, Kelly. If you're Austin Armstrong in this defense, I think your ability to pressure went up just a little more. I think, and I, I've never been so bold on this show this year as to say what I'm about to say. The Eagles ought to squash rice like a roach. That I, th- mm. I, just, mm. I just think that everything is playing into the Eagles' hands. And like I said, you cut, you cut some of those guys on that defensive line loose, if the fresh meat, this quarterback, they're going to kill this kid. Like a roach? Or or an eggplant, whatever okay. you know. What is something not quite as nasty as a squash roach? Uh, well, just you know, crack his back, you know, like when you step on a roach. Bob, he like may that. he may yeah. have looked back across the the studio, saw you, and thought of that. I just hope that Good that's Good. not Good. the case as earlier in the show. Did something run across your foot, Kelly? But, while we were, but don't you don't you guys really think this sets up like a? I mean, I just ought to think this ought to be a, a put down. I, well, I, I told you at lunch, I don't believe any five and seven teams should be in a bowl game. Say they win the bowl game. They still have a losing record. Uh, maybe it's time to cut back on bowl games if we've got that. But, yeah, I, I agree. Five and seven, they've faded badly down the stretch. The Golden Eagles, I think it's fair to say we're playing well down the stretch overall. I I see an easy win. And and I know it's tough that Rice is one of these uh, academic institutions, you know, like Wake Forest and Duke and Northwestern, Northwestern of the Big Ten. They've always found it difficult to compete consistently just because their academic standards are so high. But that's not our fault, you know. And um, going in, I just, I'm telling you, if I'm one of these guys, these defensive linemen for Southern Miss, you know, I'd have my napkin tied around my neck tonight. You know, will that af- will that affect the number of people who invest in tickets and go down? The fact no. that they're playing a five and seventeen. No, I mean we hadn't played in one since twenty nineteen. I mean this is this is what you want. I mean, and and to to, to what I asked JP earlier, I think that uh, you know if you're if you're nine and f- if you're if you're nine and three or eight and four, you've got a winning season regardless. But you play because it's football. I just think in in this. A game like this, a six and six against a five and seven, there's there's a ton on the line for both teams. It's almost like the ULM game that got you bowl eligible. Now you got the opportunity. You're either going to have a winning season or a losing season. You can't go five hundred through this bowl game. And in some ways, I think it it makes uh, uh, a little more on the line for this, guys. We should mention Saturday. It's going to be sunny in the afternoon. High of fifty six, low of thirty eight in Mobile. 
it's going to be awesome bowl weather to go watch. Yeah, it should be good football weather. And I like Bob's idea, and, and hear me out on this, of having fewer bowl games. You heard when Jeremy McLean was on the show not long ago, he said, really, some of these bowl games, you're lucky to break even financially. And I, and I get it. It's a reward to the players for a good season. But why not have fewer bowl games? And obviously, the fewer bowl games you have – the more lucrative they're going to become, which means uh, the schools who get to go to those bowl games might actually go home with a check in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, but think about the trickle down, how many group of five teams will get left out. Well, Even not seven and eight wins. Not, not necessarily with this playoff expansion, though. I, I don't yeah. think you're going to give those teams a chance there. All right, look, I want to thank D1 and D-Bad for sponsoring this segment of the show. It's a great time to call down there. I'm sure they've got... All sorts of stuff in the pro shop that would make great Christmas gifts. We had a guest scheduled uh, from DBAT today. Got the flu. That's going around. Be careful of that. Also want to thank uh, Mo Baby Yay Company for their sponsorship of our show. And while you're out Christmas shopping, stop by, order some beignets. They'll make them when you walk in the place and order them. Put the topping on them. Get a hot coffee. Mm. But you don't mm. have to eat them. In under two minutes and 48 no, seconds. six in particular. And, and you don't have to pour the uh, powdered sugar on top of your head. No, <laughs> you can if you want. He but. ate them faster than I did, but I guarantee you I enjoyed them more. You, you can if you want, but we don't recommend it. They want to thank uh, D1, D-Bat, and Mo Baby, Mo Baby and Yay for their sponsorship of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the, to the top. top. I want to fly like an eagle. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.